Get ready for BAM Radio. Let me do one more time. Is Radio BAM? Fucking idiot. What the hell am I talking about? It's Radio BAM! And now, and now here's BAM. Here's BAM! What's up? This is Radio BAM, Series 28 Faction. We are live at the Paramount Studios filming Jackass 2. And uh, let me just say that we're doing dance lessons. I I don't want to give it all away, but I have a choreographed dance, and I'm here with Steve-O, and he just learned the dance as well. Well, yeah, everybody wants to know how the magic happens, and I'm just like, listen, bro, pal, dude, amigo, man, I mean, like, I'm not telling you, dude, so fucking, you know, mellow out. <laughs> did, did you do your big stunt yet? Oh, no, man, no, dude. <laughs> when do you do it? Do bro, do man, pal? Yeah, that's going to be on, on Tuesday. But now, like, more importantly, that dude Jason Ellis thinks he can just talk shit on everyone, you know, right? <laughs> so I'm talking shit on him. <laughs> Did he talk shit on you? I don't know, no. I just heard someone tell me he picked on Tony Hawk, dude. Nobody messes with the Birdman. Nobody! <laughs> Is he a guy amigo power or a dude man dude, bro? He's more of a shit dick. <laughs> you just talk shit on him then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just, yeah, but I don't care. I was just trying to think of, like, all right, you know, like, for this new installment of Fan Radio, like, let's really, really ruffle some feathers. <laughs> you know? And so I was, like, trying to think of who to pick on, and I know Jason Ellis has the next show. Well, you, you, you ruffled a few feathers last weekend. <laughs> I know. Do you have any more balloons today? No, nah, man, no, nah, I'm working, dude, you know. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't work and do nitro? Well, doing the radio show is kind of working. Well, no, dude, it's really not, dude. I mean, maybe you get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, homes, bro, amigo, pal. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I'll think about it. I'm going to walk around, yeah, I'm going to think about some real fucking shit to talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was Steve-O, and uh, I think it's actually time to do my musical. So um, I know it's a little early, but I'm going to cut to a song because we are extremely busy today. We have uh, three 35-millimeter cameras rolling at once. One has a fisheye, one's a zoom-in, and one's a regular lens. And uh, Spike Jones and Jeff Tremaine are directing, and uh, it's basically a $2 million uh, set just for these next four days of filming the ending credits of the movie. So this is Shiny Toy Guns, and this song is called You Are the One. You are with Radio Bam Shears 28 Fashion. And I'm pretty sure that new Superman's a queer. <laughs> <laughs>
right now. Stop. Run for your life. That's what we found in Don Vito's ass. Radio Bam, baby. Faction 28. That was Shiny Toy Guns with You Are the One, and uh, we just finished up our. We nailed, nailed our dance rehearsal, our Broadway musical. Here's Brian Dunn right now. How did you feel about your last take? I don't know if I heard you correctly. Did you just say we nailed our dance routine? <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily. Well, for jackasses, we nailed it. I don't even know about for jackasses. I can speak for myself, and I know for a fact that I have a hard time putting one foot in front of the fucking other, and the fact that they just have me doing a pirouette in front of 900 people that's going to air in front of millions is a feat in itself, and um, I, I'm embarrassed for to, to be me right now. I'm, I'm completely embarrassed. Like, I'm not kidding uh if you see like the justin timberlake video like din, 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 and he's doing all those choreographer dance moves we have the guy who did that video teaching us how to do our shit i'm wearing cowboy boots <laughs> oh yeah i forgot to mention the fact that we're in a complete cowboy outfit with the um we have the bolsters, bullet, bullet belt thing around our shoulder. Hell, we have scarves around our necks like pompous, arrogant pricks who play polo. But you don't have a cowboy hat. How come? All right, here's the problem. And for anybody who I may work with in the future who may want to buy me a hat or want me to wear one of their hats, let me reiterate this for everybody who's listening because apparently the uh, clothing art department on set doesn't understand the significance of what I say. And when I say I have a big head, I mean I have a big goddamn head. It's huge. They put a hat on my head a couple days ago to test my, my, my wardrobe and that was five days ago and they still couldn't find a hat big enough no. for your goddamn melon. No, no, they found a big hat. They, I was like, alright, well I like this hat but make sure you get a huge hat for my huge head and they're like, alright, we'll find the biggest hat available. They come back with an XL and I'm like, apparently you didn't really take a good look at the size of my head. An XL would fit on my ear. I need like a 300XL. This thing has its own weather system. They put it on, it looks like a, a beanie on my goddamn head, and then they get mad at me because I'm not wearing a, a hat. Well, be mad at the other person who doesn't have eyes and realize my melon is bigger than my body. I look like a toothpick with an orange on top. Every photo that you take, it looks like you're a foot ahead of everybody else, but but you're really parallel, but your big fucking head makes it seem like you're a foot in front of everybody. I swear to God, at my house, if you ever walk into my house, into my little crappy office, you'll see a picture of Bam and I, and the only way you can tell we're next to each other is the fact that we're holding each other's shoulders, because it looks like I'm taking the photo of me, and Bam is in a tree across the street behind me. That's how big my head is. But no, we're standing right next to each other. It makes Bam look like a pinhead. When you when you were born, did your mom oh, pop out an orange with a toothpick in it? Oh my god. <laughs> that's my, what you looked like probably. Yeah, that's what I I said that a little bit ago to the to the, to the art department and, and they didn't find that very funny, but the fact remains my mom who's probably listening right now is four foot ten and she pushed me out. And I wasn't too much smaller then as I am now basically I was a, a bowling ball with a finger still hanging out of it and an umbilical cord and she had to push me out and she's still bitching I think I can hear her crying right now I was bigger than her when I came out <laughs> I, I guarantee anybody who's ever had sex with my mom after that 
has not felt it. I ruined her for all her, her future boyfriends, all her future sex. Sorry, Mom, but I'm sure I did. I stretched. I, 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 Jesus Christ, I could, I could stretch out a fuck. I could stretch out a... I could stretch out I could stretch I could stretch out a Bangkok whore with this head. Oh my god. Oh shit, hang on, hang on. What? Oh, oh they need us, they need us. Alright. Shit. Hate to cut to so many songs, but we're really busy on the Paramount lot filming a two million dollar closing for the Jackass movie. So uh, I'm gonna play you fellas Handaway Rocks, and this is called Day Late and a Dollar Short. That's what I want—a day late and a dollar short. And while you're listening to that, Paramount is currently uh, wandering the streets trying to find an extra, extra large, wide-angle lens because they can't fit me into the scenes anymore. All you see is my body and a chin. The rest of my head is out of the scene because it's so goddamn big. I just knocked over a light. Good luck, enjoy the music. Hanoi rocks! Late at night as I lay down to sleep I think of all the secrets people keep Like how I feel for you We're just two people watching time fly by In a world in its obvious decline But we are young and strong We can carry on Find a little paradise of our own There's no one safe today It's no one else's fault If you're a day late or a dollar Think about how loving life could be Excluding all the man-made misery If we're too far behind And really out of time Is there another world they plan to find? Too many dreams of youth
Spotify kids. Strap yourselves in and lace up those shoes because you're listening to Radio Band on Sirius 28 Faction. All right, this is Ryan Dunn, and I'm back from a huge embarrassing failure. That was Hanoi Rocks, a day late and a dollar short. Bam's still in there uh, uh, trying to dance, which is funny in itself. I don't have to worry about it anymore because um, they have cut me completely out of all the scenes because uh, I am absolutely pathetic, and uh, they just realized they were uh, barking up the wrong tree getting me to dance. Um, but uh, my problem is now that uh, I was coming out here and I asked for a rental car. So I'm assuming a lot of you people who are listening to the show right now understand that I am a car guy. I like cars. I appreciate cars. I love to drive cars. I call up MTV and I say, hey, I'm coming into L.A., but I'm going to need a rental car. So uh, can you get me a rental car for uh, when I get there? And, uh, and you can even get rid of the, the hotel room. Use the money we're going to use on a hotel room to get a decent rental car for me. So... Um, I, they call me up and like, all right, did you, did you land? And I'm driving to the, the hotel. I said, yeah, I'm on my way to the hotel. And they're like, all right, well, your rental car's in the garage. And they started to giggle. I get to the hotel. They give me a key at the front door. I walk into the garage, and they gave me a beautifully clean, bright red Ford fucking Focus. With not a goddamn black... <laughs> I'm back and I just walked in on that. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen That's it. That's your rental car. <laughs> a Ford fucking Focus. You can't even say Ford without saying fucking after. Fucking. You have a Ford fucking Focus and it's bright fucking red. Now let me explain to you. I'm, a lot of people drive Ford Focuses and that's fine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be arrogant like I'm better than a Ford Focus. What I'm trying to say is I've worked with these people for nine years. And every single one of those years, they've known that I am a car guy. I have a car collection, I like cars, I like driving cars, and this is what they fucking rent me? There's not a blind spot in the windows. As a matter of fact, I think the windows are magnified. There's people six blocks away that can see my hairy dumbass driving around that piece of shit. When we went to the Saddle Ranch to VIP the car, I actually heard on valet the car, and when he gets out, he's, he looks at the valet guy and he just goes, <clears throat> it's rental. <laughs> no, no, but what makes it better is we're we're going to the Saddle Ranch, but but uh, we we pull in and Bam died laughing when I said that. I'm like, eh, it's your rental. But then uh, we're meeting Rooftop there, Mike Escamilla, and he shows up later. So then we leave after we eat and we get into the parking lot. And uh, I tell Mike, I'm like, dude, let me drive your car because I can't drive this car another day. And he doesn't really care. So he's like, all right, you can take mine. So I took his nice uh, SR. T8 that he stole, I might add, and uh, so so I get in his car, and then I have the window down, and I hear the valet guy say to Mike, he gives him the keys for the little red piece of shit Ford fucking Focus, and the valet guy says to Mike, you drove it in that, and now you have to leave in this thing? Even the, even, even the valet parker at a, not a nice restaurant, I mean, it's a good restaurant, but a valet parker was even making fun of my rental car. I hate me. Well, you have a Ford fucking Focus, but I brought out a Lamborghini to California, and it was perfectly fine, but all of a sudden now, the entire windshield is spidered. There's a whole side swipe thanks to a taxi driver who had a fucking foot cast and crutches as he was driving. He sideswiped the car and then fleed the scene, but luckily I got his license plate. And then also... This, the moon roof is blown out because uh, Knoxville decided to 
put uh, inflate a raft in the Lamborghini, not thinking that um, you know it could probably pop itself into drive. Automatic raft, one of those things like if you get in a plane crash, you hit a button, it's like when it blows up. That's what they put in a Lambo because apparently every single person we work with um, is brainless. They either lost it along the way or were just born without one. But yeah, it's totally true. Bam's Lamborghini is scratched to hell, broken windshield, uh, moonroof doesn't work, doors barely work. He's, he has so much money, he has to get a whole nother shoebox to hold it. It, it. it sucks here. It really sucks. No, it fucking sucks, dude. I, I know. I've like, the whole windshield spidered thanks to like a fucking raft and the moonroof like it, 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 it's popped open so like I can't close it because it, it, the electric line blew out or whatever so if it starts raining right now at which it probably won't but I'll be screwed because I have to sit here and film you know what the best part about it is it won't make it in the movie Guaranteed. I know. You know, all you people listening to this right now are like, oh man, I can't believe that happened to his Lambo, man. It's probably going to be cool to watch. Won't see it. Because, no, it wasn't cool to watch. Because you couldn't see it because it was inside of a car. There's no fucking camera in there, you retards. Not to mention, my reaction is like, rad, that's fucking cool. And, like, it probably won't even be a DVD extra. It probably won't even be an Easter egg. No. And the best part about it is now, after all, everything's breaking in it. You see all these, like, execs from MTV starting to feel embarrassed for themselves because they realize they totally screwed up. So I'm looking around and kind of appreciating the fact that all these rich pricks are feeling embarrassed. Like, oh, man, I kind of, man, we probably shouldn't have done that. Well, Bam's all mad because his car's being destroyed. I'm mad because I love cars and Bam's my buddy and his car's being destroyed. And I look up at the retard, fat-ass cameraman who looks at me and goes, well, it's not like you don't have five other cars. I was about to hit him in his face with the tire iron. It doesn't matter how many cars you have. Like, I you bought paid for them all. Right. You can have a billion cars. It doesn't fucking matter. You paid for them all. You know what? I have a billion cars, uh, so I don't care. You could trash, like, half of them, I guess. No, it doesn't work that way, you retard. I have two. I have ten. I have fifteen. It doesn't matter. If you wreck one of them, you wrecked a car that I paid for, you shitbag. Press your red button and aim and be happy with that, you low-life turd. Not to mention, it's not like they inflated a rep. They didn't even test it. They tested it in like a fucking minivan or something. They're like, oh, it didn't hurt the minivan, so let's do it. It's a whole different ball game when it's a Lamborghini. You could you could barely fit a CD in the Lamborghini, let alone a fucking raft. I have to take I have to take a necklace off when I get inside a Lamborghini and they put a fucking raft in it. But and then the other good part is everybody was too scared to call Bam because he was on a rampage. But, you know, legitimately so. I mean of course he would be on a rampage if your car got ruined, so they're all calling me. Now I'm the middleman, like I always am. I'm the scapegoat that's gotta deal with all this bullshit, but the best thing that happened was the producer of the show calls me up later on that night while I'm enjoying a ice cool beverage. And he's like, man, I really made the bad decision on that. I, I feel stupid. And I got enjoyment out of that because this is a person that wouldn't say he's wrong if he kicked you in the nuts and spit in your eye. He'd be like, well, sorry, your fault. But he actually apologized, so that was pretty good. You, you actually made a lot of higher-up execs feel very bad for ruining your car, B. Yeah, but then, then they're just like, we'll, we'll rent you another Lamborghini while your other Lamborghini's fi getting fixed. No. 
they're, they're taking it right now as I'm filming, and then they're going to try to get it back here with, with the windshield so they don't have to rent me a Lambo. No, no, what happened was they kept on calling me, asking me, like, what should we rent him? I'm like, like I told you a thousand times already, you ruined his Lamborghini Gallardo, so how about this? You get that fixed, and while it's being fixed, you rent him a Lamborghini Gallardo. That would be fair, wouldn't it? He gets the same car that you guys wrecked. But uh, because they're mindless and they have no idea what a car is, let alone what kind to get. Can we run them like a BMW? No, I have a Lamborghini out here and I want to fucking drive one because you guys ruined it. I don't care if it's ten grand a fucking day to rent. You, that, you have to pay for that. That's your consequences. So then they come by my place and say, hey, is this car good enough for BAM? It was, uh, it was actually an 87 308 Ferrari that they used in... Uh, <laughs> In uh, what was that TV show? Are you kidding me? What was that TV show? Magnum. P. Yeah, P. yeah, they brought the 308 Ferrari from Magnum PI with the Fiero engine in it. So you think you'll be all right with this? I said my grandma wouldn't be all right with that, and she drives a '91 Buick. Thank God you never told me that because I would have flipped my lid when I was like real mad about it. Yeah, it was so old that the heat from the crappy engine burnt the paint on the rear deck in that piece of crap. Did you know that your dick's hanging out? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you think that was hanging out the whole time we were filming? You, you split it when you were doing the, the little dance kick. So it happened? You saw it rip on camera. You didn't no, I just no, I just noticed right now. I'm saying you probably ripped your, you probably ripped your pants dancing. I just noticed right this second. Promise me right now that you didn't notice when. I swear to God, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. But you should go get playback no, no, and find out. Now I gotta go into Spike Jones and say, hey, can we get playback on on the on the bit that just. Hey, you know that bit that just cost us a few hundred thousand dollars to shoot? Can we get playback on that? Because I think one of my nuts might have been hanging out the whole time, so we might need to reshoot it. So can you get all the extras, like 200 of them who have already left, can you bring them back and fix this? Because I have a fucking nut hanging out, and bam, just conveniently notice now. I will be back. I have to go look at footage. Go ahead, Spike Jones, for a playback. I think your balls might be hanging out. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Hey, do you have that, do you have that Bane's of Jenna? Yeah, we got it. What's the song called? Uh, hold on. We're still live, so, you know, you're going to be in this. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play a, a band from Sweden called Veins of Jenna, uh, and they actually look like Hanoi Rocks, only they're 20 and not 40, <laughs> like in the Hanoi Rocks. Yes, get on the ride. So this is Get on the Ride by Veins of Jenna. Let's rock. This is Radio Band Fuse 28 Faction Live at the Paramount Live.
It's Radio Bam. Turn it up. This is Brandon. You know, I'll do that voice you do. I don't fucking do that. This is Radio Bam, Serious 28 Faction. That was Bane's and Jenna get on the ride, and, uh, you know, four minutes just went by, and Dunn's not back yet, so <laughs> he might be asking Tremaine for a retake because his balls are hanging out. But we're not going to do that because we're already behind schedule. So, uh... <laughs> His fucking nuts are hanging out. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm looking out the window. I think he's coming out. By the way, I'm in my star wagon. I have my own name. Oh, na my God. What happened? Is it, is, it, is it hanging out? Well, I mean, it's... I gotta sit down. It's still fucking hanging out. For the, for the, new, for the new listeners, we're at the Paramount Lot. We're in cowboy outfits doing a Broadway musical dance, and we had to do a kick, and on one of those kicks... Dunn's not, <laughs> Dunn's pants split open and I'm looking at his balls. How come you're not wearing underwear? I, I, I don't wear underwear. I think it's stupid. Why wear pants and then... rusty undercarriage? I always have a rusty undercarriage, but I just don't understand why I have to double stack clothing. If I have pants on, I have pants on. Why wear something underneath it? But that's neither here nor there. The problem is I just went back in there and here I am with like nine people most of which I do not know, seeing playback on a monitor, trying to see if anybody could see a nut, which was uncomfortable enough. And, well, with, there's like 100 people in the scene, so we put it in slow-mo, and then, and then uh, uh, one of the guys, like, closed in on it. I mean, you technically you can see, but there's so much going on that it doesn't really matter. It was more embarrassing, actually. Walking from the studio back to back to the to here because I had to cover my nut the whole time because there's construction workers seeing my little dingleberry hanging out. So is what you're saying is is that nobody would have seen your nut in the musical, but now that you just said it on Series 28 Faction, they're going to take a mental note and say during the credits of Jackass 2, let's pause it and see if Dunn's nut is hanging out. I am a fucking idiot. I come back in and say that on the radio. Now, now everybody's going to get to the end of the movie. So Slow-mo it, zoom in, and get a shot of my nut. I'm sure in, in a matter of two months, someone's going to send it to me. It's going to be a goddamn tiny dun nut screensaver all over fucking America. This is awesome. Now, I, I, I'm a, I don't even have mirrors in my house because I embarrass myself with the size of my tiny little Irish dick. Now I'm going to have a billion people looking at my nut. By the way, um, if you wanted to see a picture of what we look like, go to... Uh RadioFaction.com and uh, check out our Western outfits because it is hysterical. I've been ta I've been taking some camera phone. Should we, take, should we take a picture of Dunn's nut and put it up there? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that right about now. No, you know what? How about this? If, if, if you really want, you're gonna have to wait your sweet ass time until the movie comes out and go through the effort of getting to that scene, pausing it, zooming in, and seeing a nut. That's what you're gonna have to do to see my nut. I'm just gonna offer it up to everybody. Are you that embarrassed? You've been friends with me for about 15 years. You know damn well I have every reason in hell to fucking be embarrassed. I have a dick the size of an infant. <laughs> but you shoved a car up your ass. How are you embarrassed about a little nut hanging? Having a small dick is, uh, is not even closely, even relative to sodomizing myself. It's not a gay thing. It's a I have a small dick thing. It's not something like I want to go waving around like a, fa uh, like a flag. When was the last time you walked down Hollywood Boulevard? I drive down it all the time. No, walk. 
I don't walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, well, because every time you do, you have some retard dressed as Spider-Man trying to take a photo with you. Yeah, it is insane how many freaks are on Hollywood Boulevard, but I just decided to walk down. You walk down? Me and Missy walk down Hollywood Boulevard, and I go, and I go, man, it really smells like shit, doesn't it? And then she's like, yeah, I'm like, it's just getting worse and worse. I swear to God, we walked two blocks and it kept smelling like more and more shit. I turned the corner on Hollywood and Highland and I see a shit-covered bum laying on the sidewalk sleeping. <laughs> a shit-covered bum. Like, he didn't shit his pants. He shit or found shit and rubbed it all over himself. Now, what is the strategy of that? The only thing I can think of is either you're completely insane or... The strategy is rubbing shit all over you so nobody will fuck with you while you're sleeping. How much more could you fuck with somebody if they have shit all over them? If you pissed on them, it would probably clean them off. Like, why would anybody do that? You know what? A shit covered butt. Like, right. everybody. That was the biggest uh, ever seen. Whenever I'm in LA, Hollywood area, I always get in a conversation on why I don't live here, and every single time the question is, dude, you're here all the time, you work here, why don't you live here? And I want to punch the person that asked me that because I have about a bazillion reasons why I wouldn't live here. How about that reason? Shit-covered people walking around. And how about this reason? I have a bunch of buddies of mine who who I live with and were friends with in Cleveland, all right? So, so yeah, Bam knows what story I'm about to tell. No, you guys are going to die. All right, this is what this is what L.A. does to people. I have, I had what I considered completely normal friends, which in my world means they were, you know, definitely flawed and weird, but they normal enough that I can hang out with them. They moved to L.A. a couple years ago, so I hang out with them when I come out here every couple months to film. I get over to their house four days ago. I walk in a very nice house with a bunch of my buddies living in there. I walk in and I see my buddies, one of my friends in the living room, and he's like, you might not want to go out back because in the backyard they have this nice pool and a hot tub and a waterfall and stuff, and that's where I would usually go to go have a beer and smoke a cigarette. And he's like, you don't want to go back there. I was like, why not? And he's like, trust me. Well, then of course I had to go back there. Turns out, and again, let me explain it to you, it's a bunch of dudes and it's uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I walk up back, it turns out they were so bored that day that four of my buddies decided to find E. Four guys did E together and were... Ecstasy, by the way. Ecstasy, the drug that makes you all touchy-feely. There was four guys in wearing their tidy whities on E sitting in a hot tub and this was 3 p.m. so it weirded me out enough because they were all waving at me while I was standing on the balcony <laughs> laughing and giggling with no girls and with no, there wasn't there wasn't a girl inside it wasn't even a girl on that block let alone in the backyard four guys waving at me giggling in their underoos on E in a hot tub, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I leave, I go meet up with Bam, we go down and buy CDs and DVDs, and we go, you know, around all day, grab some drinks, you know, do whatever. I go back to the house at 9 p.m. That's how many hours? Five? That's seven hours. They're still hot tub? They're still in the fucking hot tub. <laughs> they were in the hot tub on E in their underoos from 3 p.m. till 4 a.m. in the morning. That's what Los Angeles does to you. Like, like this is what this is. This was the scene that went down. Shit, man, it's a Saturday. Uh, well, boys, what do you want to do? I don't know, man. Why don't we track down to me and lay in the hot tub? 
Well, you have any, you have any girls lined up or anything? Fuck it, dude. Who cares? Like, things will happen. Figure it out. The whole point of taking E is to have a girl that you know you're definitely going to score with, or else it's just going to be a dick tease. It's just, it, it, the whole idea is absolutely ludicrous, and it makes me hate everybody. Um, let's do E and, and just figure things out for a while. You want you in? The entire Saturday from 3 o'clock till 9 o'clock, they laid in a hot tub completely pruned, just laying there sipping on beer on ecstasy. That's what Los Angeles does to you, and I re recommend not doing it at all. What's that? Just play a song, because I got to go, go, go take a dump. <laughs> Didn't you take the biggest shit ever yesterday? Oh, my God. No, I'm not kidding, people. Seriously, you know what? I don't care. I threw my morals out of it. I didn't even start with morals. Who am I kidding? I don't care. Everybody shits. I'm not going to lie about it. Be I'm going I'm to segue into this story by saying, picture the hottest chick you could ever think of, or hottest dude, if you're a woman listening, and you, you know the person like you think about when you're laying in bed and touching yourself, and you're like, oh my God, that's my dream woman. Now remember, she shits daily. Squeezes shit out of her ass and then has to wipe poop off her butt. And usually they do it with paper, which is ridiculous because you can't actually take poop off a butt with paper. You have to use moist toilets. And now let me use this as a training experience. They do now sell grown up baby wipes. They're in the toilet paper aisle and they're flushable. They're called moist towelettes. They have aloe in them. They're moist. They can flush and they won't ruin your septic system. A little tip from your Uncle Ryan. When you're done wiping with the dry stuff, clean up with the wet stuff and you'll feel good all day because you won't have a rusty undercarriage and an energy butt. With that said, oh my God, the crap I took yesterday. I almost wanted to stick a coat hanger in my butt and chop it up before I exited because it felt like I was poofing out a grenade. Your girlfriend says you have shit back. Oh, yeah, because I don't sh Well, do you wipe, like, starting from your balls and then you take the toilet paper all the way up to the top of your no, back? No, I Because you have a stinky-ass back. Dude. Well, no, I wish that was the reason. I wish I did a big wipe that went up to the center of my back, but unfortunately the reason is... I'm a 100% poster child for being a dirtbag. I haven't washed my hair in over a year and a half, and I don't like water. So um, it's not just a shit back, it's a shit body. But she, for some reason, likes to kiss my lower back every once in a while. Well, she did until she started realizing she was kissing shit back because the smell permeates up the lower back and infuses the whole back. Region. That's truly disgusting. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna cut to a song right now. <laughs> so, so go go try to beat your last shit and make it bigger than the next one. But for now, this is Refuse with New Noise Radio Bam Live at Paramount Lock. I think that shit rocks.
Chris Pontius. And uh, Chris, did you hear about? <laughs> I just recently found out about this Oklahoma judge. Do you know anything about it? No. An Oklahoma judge got caught jacking off <laughs> underneath the, the judge podium during a murder trial <laughs> and he got he got caught now he's facing 10 years in prison oh my god what kind of sick fuck do you have to be to jack off under the during a court case <laughs> you can say whatever we want on this huh yeah dude i don't know man what kind of sick fuck do you have to be to, to become a judge you know what though like i was walking around um Right now we're we're filming something today with with all these um, like girls and um and I'm wearing like we we're, we're in costumes and we're we're wearing like I don't want to give away what we're filming but we're wearing like pants and they're tight and like and they're looking at, at my fucking package and like they're like they thought I had stuffed it and like I heard them like debating over it I'm like it's fucking real and like they're like they um they're like I'm like do you want to see it they're like yeah like Jeremy and I pulled it out and of course it was real I was so stoked because like they were stoked and my cock looked rad and then like I mean there were dancing girls you know and then then there was like you know then there was the the dudes behind them the gay dudes and then I, I looked back there and the gay dudes were all stoked too and like <laughs> I felt like kind of like like I made everybody happy. <laughs> you, know, you know how you do the, uh, the, uh, the the dick swirl thing like that, like like a helicopter with the dick. Yeah. Well, you should get a tattoo of a clock right there. <laughs> so, uh. so it can be <laughs> your dick will be the, uh, the 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 finger, the hand on, on the clock. <laughs> I fucked my dick up like doing like a few years ago. Like for years, I was I was into doing all these tricks with it and like. I'd hang pots and pans from it and shit, and um... Didn't you do the skin watch? The watch, yeah. The skin watch you wrap around your, your um, your um, wrist, which I've, apparently Andy Dick is really into doing, so I don't know if I'll be doing that anymore. But um, besides that, I think it fucked my dick up. Like, it works fine, but like, for a while, like, it seemed like it had like a little waist. Like, it would go, like, starting at the head, it would go, and then toward the middle, it would get a little narrower. Yeah, what's up with that? It's from doing that, it's from pulling on it, doing a fucking watch, because like sometimes like... You really think you muffed your dick It's up. fine now. Because you, you have like a big fucking meat pad at the end. The head's always been like that, that's why it's called the Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um... <laughs> the, I, the, the, the head of my dick has always been big, like... It looks rad, it's like really defined, like... Most people's is more tapers from the head first, like... Me and my friend Scott, like, we're from the same town, and, like, and, and, um, a lot of my friends, they have pretty, like, sweet-sized cocks, and, um... <laughs> what about your balls? Do you think your balls are... Balls are normal, but, like, his cock... Well, anyway, like, him and we're, everyone, you know, we all grew up together, and, you know, and, um, one of our other friends has a really small dick, and he's like, everyone from our town has a, has a big dick, why don't I have a big dick? <laughs> and, like... What town is that? San Luis Obispo. Um, it's it's like up north of LA, a few hours. It's like a little town, and um, and everyone there has got sweet cocks, and, um, <laughs> except for my one friend. And um, what's his name? 
His name's Caleb. <laughs> and he's you got see Scotty's cock rock. Scotty's cock is pretty big. Um, his his and mine are probably about the same length, but his is more like tapered, so so that the head's smaller. So his is probably better for ass fucking. So I'm gonna rip off something from um, Cash Money Millionaire's song. He can fuck them up the ass while I beat up the pussy. <laughs> We've never actually like double teamed anybody before. That's thing. what the Cash Money Millionaire say. Yeah, you can, he says it to his one of his friends. Like two guys are like rapping. He's like, you can fuck her up the ass while I beat up the pussy. Can we hear? Can we hear that right now, please? I don't. Um, what's going on? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm fucking bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch. I like my dick so fast. I like to fuck him in the ass while he beat up the pussy. I'm the number one. That was ridiculous. How do rappers get away with that shit? What was that that other song? Um, <laughs> uh, lick my crack and my pussy and my ass. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I I I, I don't even remember. Get away with murder, dude. I don't remember hearing it in real life, but I I was I was doing something on the Charlie's Angels movie and Drew Barrymore and um Lucy Liu and and. Maybe Cameron Diaz too, they're always seeing it. And like, it was weird, man. I, I kind of thought about doing that stuff to them. <laughs> lick my pussy, lick my crack, lick my head. Yeah. Did you want to do that to Cameron Diaz? Uh, at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fuck, I'm pretty easy. I mean, now, you know, I'm, it, at the time of my life, I was going out with a girl that I really hated and, and um, you know, like, I would have done that, sure, yeah. I would have, I mean, I Would you rather lick her ass, or lick her pussy, or lick her crack? Um, gee. Um. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. I, I think I'd start with the pussy and then, and then move down to the ass. <laughs> would you lick the top crack of it? Uh, I don't know. I, I if she asked me to, but I would just do that to be sweet. It wouldn't be like, <laughs> God, I'm talking so much shit. Um, yeah. I mean, that was years ago. You know, it seemed like they were all um. You know what I did speak of? Oh God, man. I, uh, <laughs> should, we, should we end this segment with some clash? Yeah, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let uh, Chris Pontius from Jackass choose the last song. It's going to be a class song, and um, we have to get back to filming. So this is Radio Bam, Series 28 Faction, and you pick the song, Pontius. Um, yeah, Spanish bombs. <laughs>